When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard Show with co-host Catherine Brandt, Mike Molina, Andy Brandt Bernard, and Kim Inslee. And Doug Sprinthal. What do you think about Escovado? Yes. We, uh, you know that Michelle Tafoya actually complained to me about that because I said, how do you say Doug in Spanish? So I just looked up D-U-G, right? Which oh. is Excavado. Well, so yeah. I, Excavating. She complained about that? So you have and a nickname goes, now. You know, that's D-U-G. Or, as, yeah, I know. I know. I know it's D-U-G. <laughs> Settle down there, Tafoya. Well, Relax. She's being culturally sensitive. That's okay. That's you know, Michelle. Do you know Michelle at all, Kim? I have met her. She was uh, emceeing an event that... Uh, actually, she was the keynote speaker at an event, Athena Awards, years ago. She was awesome. She's phenomenal. She has done amazing things with her life. So, she has, yes. yeah. other than that, I have not uh, had a chance to run into her. She uh, first day on KQRS because she's on this show first, and then she went over to KQRS. The first day on the air, I said, "Just don't forget what you told me yesterday." She said, "What was that? Shut up." <laughs> so it was a good start, you know. <laughs> It was our first break on Are the Are you year. saying she's not one to be walked over then? No. I think you'll find that most women around me are not the kind to be walked over. Definitely well, not. And I mean, working in her industry, there's no way she could be like that. Oh, heavens no. Oh, no. God, there's no way. No way. We'll be right back. Kick things off. Kim Inslee in studio. We're going to find out what she's doing, what she's going to be doing. It's going to be great. I think so. But I don't see why not. Why wouldn't it be? We'll be right back. Tom Bernard <laughs> Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt and talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I, I appreciate that. Um, but I guess the key is, is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. <laughs> it's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? And, uh, e- either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, 
Bradshaw and Brian. <coughs> are we back? Melina. Walter, what the hell? Melina, what the hell are you doing? Every <laughs> what the hell are you doing, Doc? No, it's, Every week you to... forget about Walter. I do. I forget about Excavado. Maybe and it's only been five Bobola. years. <laughs> it's only been five years and four months. Little so... Kinko. <laughs> Never mind. We're doing some cool stuff for the holidays. We've got two uh, promotions going on, and, and it's, they're giving back things. We've been talking about the Stuff the Slay thing that we did in partnership with uh, Channel 5 TV and the Police Federation, and there's a lot of candy. Yeah. Here's another thing that Nancy Warner, who is Paul and Andrew's sister, uh, she runs the Walzer Foundation. She's a former English teacher, and this is kind of a cool deal. Uh, people will get letters. If they bought a car between Black Friday and the 2nd of January, they're going to get a letter with a gift card in there, and, but it's not a gift to them. It's only 10 bucks, but, I mean, this is going to be a lot because we sell a lot of cars. You can take this gift card, go onto this website, and donate it to any classroom in your neighborhood cool. or in your area. It's kind of cool. We tested it out, and, and, and it's you can it, the website is so cool, it just dives right down into the teacher's classroom, what they actually need, whether it's pens or paper, so on and so forth. It's kind of a neat way to give back to the community. We stole the idea from Subaru, who was... Um, very philanthropic, uh, especially for automobile manufacturers. They're probably the only one, actually. So that's what we've got going. Neat, huh? It's very really good. good. I like it. Yeah. Yeah, really good, really Doug, good with an O. <laughs> I was telling Kim Inslee that Michelle said, you know, that excavado, that's just D-U-G. And I said, yeah, Michelle, I, I know that. I know that that's what it is. She's a piece of work. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. Anything you want. We are back. Our special guest today, Kim Inslee. Both enjoyed your work, Kim. I want to tell you that right up front. Well, you and Tim, because I think the world of Tim McNiff, too. Even though he stiffed me the last two months. Oh, ow. <laughs> she goes, oh. What did no, you do? You probably did something. I probably did something. Maybe his <laughs> no, brother. Probably, I know his, it was L.A. Knowing, Nick. Knowing Tom. That probably was L.A. Nick. Yeah. Oh, well, that's also a possibility. Maybe he just got busy. I don't know. Yeah, I always felt a dis- disadvantage because you can have the TV on while you're doing radio. You're right, right. It can't go the other way around. No, it's great. It's so great. Now I get to now I get to hear the radio. Well, it depends. What time are you getting up now? Because you said you were getting up at two thirty in the morning. Yuck. Ten to two. No. Ten to two. Ah! Uh, when you were going, no, you get up early too. Man, not it's he's varies. never gotten up that early. <laughs> Ten to two. Ten to two. <laughs> well, yeah. As the show times got earlier and and I got older, <sighs> I had to get up earlier to get on top of that i think it would be easier to just stay up until you know the end of the show and then go to sleep yeah, then. night shift work i mean 2 p 2 a.m that's you i go what? to bed after i would 2 get up and i would get on twitter and i would see paul majors on twitter uh, who's on the west coast so that made sense because oh, he yeah. hadn't gone to bed yet yeah uh-huh. he had just gotten off work in la and then right. i would see other friends who were on twitter who were just getting to bed so we'd have conversations i used to like twitter until i had to threaten to kill people and then I stopped going on Twitter about five years that ago. That made it unfun, I'm sure. Mm. That was not fun. You know, it's kind of weird. It's kind of interesting. That's, that's why I like to, because you and I have never met. I don't, I don't not think face ever, to face. Not face to face. We no. never have. But I, 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 it's interesting the way media looks at me in this town. It's bizarre. How do you think they look at you? They think I'm like this big, mean bear. They think I'm really mean to people. It's I hilarious. hear you got a little soft over the last few years. I'm, yeah, in the head, maybe. <laughs> 
What? Kim, maybe you can tell us all the Tom Bernard jokes they say at the Yeah, There are yeah, exactly. no Tom Bernard jokes. That was my point. Well, I, mean, <laughs> I think they look at you as the media king. I mean, you're like, you're, you're the textbook king. model of somebody who, who parlayed his gifts into something super big. It's because of my mother. <laughs> it's it always because of your mother. I'm telling you, Kim, you, she was talking about, you know, strong women. Like Michelle Tavoy is a very strong woman. Catherine is. Our daughter is, oh my God, she's... As pushy as it can get. <laughs> she's, she's a very she's a very she tough woman. My mother was. Well, my mother raised seven children by herself. Where were you in the seven? Right in the middle, the fourth. Oh. I have an older brother, two older sisters, and three younger brothers. Did they forget about you sometimes? Or uh, a couple of them don't talk to me. <laughs> a couple of them talk to me a lot. It's just I one of those. Tom was deals. always too loud to be forgotten about. <laughs> Great having you in, honey. That's well, I'm sorry. You're. You're a loud, loud guy. Well, my mother, my I got my voice from my mother. This is what my mother sounded like too. Only, a, to, only an octave lower. Yeah, she's smoking good, right? for thirty years. Kind of like hairspray. The yeah, Edna, yeah, exactly. yeah. What's his name? Same story. It's exactly the same story right there. I see a future for you. <laughs> I yeah. We do have to do one story because it's a very big story, and I I, I make it very clear. And I did this morning. Uh, I did not know the ten. Democratic senators have now more than ten now have come out and said that Al Franken needs to resign. Are 12. they all women? Yes. They're, they're, they're all they're women. Two guys, well, except two, for the two head guys of the DNC. Now there's three guys and the oh. head of the DNC. Yeah, oh. okay. yeah. And now they're saying there's more than ten. Speaking of head of the DNC, so it says that uh, they're all senators, um, but then it said one of them is it, like the highest ranked. I didn't realize senators had rank. Well, Claire McCaskill is very important. Well, so she's not technically higher ranked. No. She just has, like, seniority or something? She's on bigger committees. It's the I committees see. you get on. I guess it's like Senate Majority Leader. You're, mm. you're yeah. chosen for leadership positions. Mm. Right. Okay. Right. Um, so I, I talked about this this morning, and I, and I do – I try to be honest about every story, and therefore I, have, I am withholding judgment on the Sal Franken thing. And for new listeners and for old listeners – the reason for that is I can't stand Al Franken. Uh, I've never liked him. I've tried to get along with him a couple of times, and he just will have none of it. Um, I think he's the kind of guy who's never going to get along with a guy like me because he's the size of a finger puppet. So, it, well, it's a big part of it, and the fact that he's mad at the world because he's a little tiny guy. Uh, he's a he's a hard party liner. Well, he's he a hard is. party yeah. liner. That's he true. He doesn't compromise. I don't think is part of his problem so i would say this whether he resigns or not is not up to me uh i don't know if he did it i don't know if he if he's guilty i don't know if he's innocent i'm reserving judgment i leave it up to other people because uh he's one of those kind of guys i don't know kim to tell you he's one of those kind of guys that they used to say i had a guy say this about me once so i'll just repeat what he said about me because there was a guy who worked at another station who got fired and was leaving the market and they asked him about me I didn't work with him or anything. I never even met the guy. Uh-huh. But they asked him, so what was it like competing with Tom Bernard? He goes, yeah, Bernard, I wouldn't piss down his neck if his guts were on fire. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I never even met the guy. That's epic. Yeah, that's epic. That you Eric, should be complimented Eric by Eskola, that. Maybe. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's a big fan of mine, too, yeah. So I have a question. Do you think that all of these people would be pushing for Al Franken to resign if the Roy Moore thing wasn't going on, I think that's, I think it's a big part of it. I think it's a very exact big part right of it. Question. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that 
Don't be so kind. You're never that kind I, to me. Melina, we were talking about this before everybody showed up. That's <laughs> yes. exactly yes, what I said. The Democrats are making a play for the Alabama seat, and this is if they clear the decks and make Frank and walk the plank, then they have they can stand on the high moral ground. Although we were also saying that no, no, the one state, well, the one state besides Mississippi, where this would. Not be an issue. I mean, it's it like, it's like it's right. yeah, it's like oh, oh Alabama. Like the guy is still you yeah, know Alabama running in the land where cousins marry. Yeah. I get it. Oh, I tell you, honestly, Catherine and I did some uh, several years ago after Hurricane Katrina. <laughs> Catherine and I built a bunch of housing for the military down in Mississippi. Good for you. And it turned out to be not one person in the uh, military ever lived in one of the houses, and the <laughs> our partners in it stole all the money. But other than that, so we finally sold the last one. And I am so happy that I don't have to deal with people in Mississippi anymore. Oh, you have no idea. Kim, I'm... This well, is, it, it's like another world. Oh, it is. Just talking to the people down there, it's like another world. I can tell you this So the literal way they do business different. Completely from- different. It's like, oh, well, we hear there's a hurricane coming in two weeks, so we're just going to shut down for a month and a half, <laughs> and your closing may or may not happen but most likely it will after the hurricane hits, if it hits. It's just like, okay. Oh, Everything's just shawty-da. It's a little slower. It's a lot slower, and there's also, uh, there was a couple of bankers that you could tell. Oh, yeah. The second you opened your mouth yeah, and they yeah. knew you were a Yankee, they yeah. weren't going oh. to be helpful yeah. at all. Yeah. This is a wonderful story that I have to change one word in, but, um, and, um, I will replace this word with the word black. It's the very derogatory word for black for, for blacks and African American people. Okay. I think she's got it. Yeah. This friend of mine. Well, no, it's a big part of it. I just want to make sure you understand. <clears throat> a friend of mine goes into a bank in Jackson, Mississippi. That's where the state capital is, mm-hmm. right? And he's calling. The, I don't know if he prints checks or what he does, but but he's go, goes into a bank. And he, as he walks in, the woman at the front desk says, how's the weather outside? He goes, it's hotter than hell. And the president of the bank comes out of his office and he goes, what would you just say? He goes, well, I just said it was hot. And he goes, no, that's not what you said at all. What did you say? He said, well, I said it was hotter than hell. And he goes, we don't talk in front of women like that. Oh, for we don't sake. talk like that in front of women. That never happens. Now, I'll tell you what, you come in my office and we'll do business and we'll forget all about this, but don't ever do that again. He said, my friend goes, okay, that's fine. So he sit down, and he, he's looking around this guy's office. He's the president of the bank, and he's got all this old Miss memorabilia mm-hmm. around his office. <laughs> and he says, so I see you're an old Miss fan. And the guy says to him, oh, you ought to see this uh, black we got coming in this year. This, this black is unbelievable. You know, those people are fast anyway, but this guy. He was dropping the big end constantly in front of me. He, he just met the guy. Don't say hell, but you can say the big end all you want. Mm-hmm. Well, I went, I went to school at Texas, University of Texas, which I love. Austin. Great. Austin, great town. It was a different culture in Texas. Yes. And what I found was um, there was this deep pride in how they treated women well, or, or so they thought. Yeah, I was treated well, mm-hmm. but there it would it was a facade, really, and and then there's everything else. Right. So it's just a facade. I mean, it it's is, just to yeah. make themselves feel good. Even, exactly. even in Austin, it was like that. 
Well, it's pretty liberal now. Well, it's really it's very liberal Austin's now. always been very liberal, but mm-hmm. you've got people coming in from I all over Texas. All mm-hmm. Yeah, that's And it's, it's, just a, it's just a culture. Yeah, well, in Mississippi as well, um, when these people were looking for financing for this project down there, oh. they, they were discussing it with the banker. The banker says, well, is it going to be a black housing development or a white housing development? When was this? This was five maybe years five ago. years ago. No. We apparently hadn't heard of redlining at that point. Huh? I, and I, and I, as a, I'm, a, I'm a real estate agent. I'm just like, he said what? <laughs> you could be thrown in jail and killed yeah. for saying things we're like that. The, we're just going to bring in Muslims. I, yes, <laughs> that's it. Did that you see the story on NBC I this week? It. Um, there's some guy. It's down south. Some No, I think it's in, is it in Texas. I'm not sure. But he's a realtor. And so he's advertising, enticing people who are living on the West Coast and, and liberal places to buy homes where he does business so that they can be surrounded by conservatives. Oh. Which I think, you know, people kind of self select anyway. But yeah. my husband's yeah. a realtor and he was listening to that. He goes, that sounds really close to redlining. Yeah. Um, and I don't know how that works. And I thought, well, that's pretty sad if you. If you have to live in a place where everybody thinks exactly like you. That's true. Isn't that like every big city in the entire world? Well, I don't know. It I does think you're going like to find neighborhoods are pretty segregated Very by politics. So. It, it does seem like that, even in, in Minneapolis. Especially. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I live in, I live in Plymouth, though, and I, I, it could be considered conservative, I guess. But I'm surprised, though, sometimes. Very right. surprised. That's true. It's th- unfair because you have really great theater seats. <laughs> I love that theater. You do? Right there on 55 in Plymouth? Yeah. I love that theater. Kick back in the lounge. Oh, yeah, you got the lounge. Get a glass of wine at the bar. (laughs) Well, I don't. We hadn't been to the theater in, I don't know, how many years. Because, you know, it's a hassle. Why would you pay money to go sit in an uncomfortable seat? So we went to see Star Wars. Uh, Rogue One was the last year. And they had done the redo of the theater. And so I bought the tickets online. I thought, this is great. I know mm-hmm. I'll get a seat. And then I went in and it's like, oh my gosh, I'm never leaving. <laughs> you know, I did get a glass of wine and I did enjoy that movie very much. Think of how brilliant that was, whoever thought of that. Because oh, yeah. movie attendance has been declining yep. since the digital right. age. Mm-hmm. And so, at some point, somebody said, I got the idea. We're going to charge three times as much, and we're going to have one-third as many seats, but they're going to be killer and people think it's awesome. Yeah. It's really so smart. Good business. Uh, we went to... Uh, an animated film at the Plymouth one. Yeah. Was it? It was uh, uh, Inside Out. Inside Out? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And there were all these little little kids, and they all had their blankies oh, and their God. stuffed animals, and they were, in their, they were in their jammies. It was like it was like a, you know, a big night out for them, they, and they were having a great time. Yeah, it's worth every penny. Yeah. It is. Yeah, I don't think people have a problem with the cost so much as the fact that most movie theaters you're going to get an inferior experience to just staying at home. Because right. like, you know, it's sticky, yes. dirty floors and uncomfortable seats. I know. A lot of them got right. pretty crusty Do you remember trying to go to a movie on a Friday or Saturday night, and you'd <laughs> oh. have to get there early just to yep. get a ticket or drop by earlier in the day? Yeah. yeah no one wants ordering to do on, that. No. Yeah, ordering yeah. online and knowing where your seat is and all that stuff is really nice. You yeah. know what I miss the most? What? Snacks. I grew up in North Minneapolis, <laughs> and I don't understand why it is that white people don't talk back to the screen. That is fun when I they do that. Love Especially it. horror movies. I have special Get out of the house! Don't go in there, girl! I love it. But I, I still do once in a while. I'll go. Well, I would go with Philip Wise over to the, the Brooklyn Center 20. Is that even open anymore? 
The Brooklyn Center 20? I don't know if that's I, open anymore. Is that the one that's turning into the multi-level golf thing? But honest to God. Be. Brooklyn Center 20 is going to become a golf Yeah. Oh, the center. golf thing, yeah. Yes. Well, I used to go over there with Philip when it first opened. So Philip goes, you know Philip Wise? I don't I know do if you not. know. Philip is on my show. He's an African-American man. He's been my friend for 45 years. And he is mentally ill. But let me just point that out. <laughs> well, he played for the New York Jets. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He played for the New York Jets and Minnesota Vikings. So he, he, I love the man dearly, but he's crazy. <laughs> I mean, he is. We walk in here. There's this very large black man wearing a black leather coat and a do-rag. And he walks in and he says... Man, this place is beautiful. I might have to rob it. And the woman's like, I said, Philip, you can't say that. He goes, I was just kidding. Well, you can't say it out loud. He's an interesting guy. I will just say that. When we come back, we've got to take a very quick break here. When we come back, I want to to hear about, well, why don't we close out the Al Franken thing by, I just want to go around the table and get everybody's opinion. Then we'll be done with that because he'll do whatever he's going to do. But then I want to find out what you're doing, what you want to do. You got to get back on television. You think? God, yeah. Well, wait a minute, unless you hate television. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it was very good to me. It was. During yes. the time that I was on it. I like that. I like the look on your face even better. <laughs> I have no comments one way or the other. <laughs> we'll be right back, Tom Bernard Show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking, and they always say the relationship with a client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. North American Banking Company, a better banking experience. Member FDIC and equal housing lender. Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. LASIK changed my life. Dr. David Whiting changed my life. He can get rid of those contacts, get rid of those glasses, and truly change your life. He's performed over 100,000 LASIK procedures, so there's no one else around who can compare. Let me tell you, if you're thinking about having your eyes corrected, check out Dr. Whiting and the folks over at Whiting Clinic. They've got the most advanced lasers. They've got the most experience And they've got the best price, guaranteed. All the reasons you'd choose Whiting Clinic for your LASIK vision correction. Make this year the year that you get LASIK from Dr. David Whiting. Schedule your free LASIK exam at whitingclinic.com and please tell them I sent you. That's whitingclinic.com to take the first step in having clear lens-free vision at Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. I want a hippopotamus for Christmas. Only a hippopotamus will do. I love that song. The voice is so weird. But it's sped up, isn't it? You mean no. it's not it's a, a child? It's a, it is a child. No way. Yep. Is it? Yep. Really? Uh, her name is I have never heard of this song until your mother told yeah, me about mother. this. My mother. She's like, you've never heard the Hippopotamus Christmas song? Gala PVH10. I love that song. Well, I'm not sure mother. if I'm happy that she showed me the song. That was a there were a lot from, of weird songs that came out back yes. then. Yes. Brian Fournier. Brian Fournier requested that? Yes, on Very our nice. Facebook page. Thank you, Brian. I wonder what Gail is up to these days. <laughs> How old is Gail now? About hey, she's 110? ranking it in. This 85? is her time of the year. Yeah. She's only royalties. 74. 
She, she probably signed some contract way. where she got like you know she gets a nothing. quarter of a penny. <laughs> she gets nothing. I guarantee. Oh, a a oh, child guarantee. singer back then? No, she yeah, got nothing. You're right. She probably didn't. Okay, so we can cover the Al Franken thing because it's the biggest story in America. I before we came here, I was doing an, an interview with Radio Inc. and and while I'm sitting there doing the interview on the phone, I'm watching television. You know, uh, uh, some senators, five senators. Seven senators, and the number kept going up. People asking for Al Franken to resign. Uh, the sixth woman has come forward and said that he tried to force his tongue down her throat. And when she resisted, he said, I deserve it. I'm an entertainer. That's what she says, anyway. But again, to take myself out of this. <laughs> I deserve it. I'm an entertainer. That's what he said. He's, I deserve it. I'm he kind of disconnect crazy as He's that. denying that it ever happened. Right. Whereas he the is. other ones, he was like, oh, don't remember it, but maybe. Yeah. We should believe them, but this one he's denying. But I think he knows That's that this is it. the end. I thought he's he done. was denying the first woman that came. He was, yeah. Like, he, I mean, the photo. He denied her a case. That, that the rehearsal that he was trying to. He doesn't remember it the way that kiss. she does. Is yeah. Kind of what he yeah. Said, right. Which I don't know what that means. I heard a guy yesterday on the radio, and, and it was a listener, and he was calling in, and he was like, well, you know, where does this begin and where does this end? I mean, it's 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 been fine up until now. No one's complained about anything. Nobody cared. And I'm like, oh, a lot of people cared. What? It's just that nobody listened to them. Right. A lot of people cared. Yeah. You know Anita what really, Hill. What, yeah. Yeah, what really scares yeah. me, though, is that this could be... I mean, with all the stuff that's going on, and I'm not saying that anybody is falsely accusing anybody, because I have no idea, but... What worries me is that politics are so dirty mm-hmm. that somebody's going to start a campaign against somebody that oh, they isn't are. true. There's no question. And, and it could easily, easily happen. They might have already done that. Ex- that's true. In fact, that, what is that one group tried know? to set up the Washington Post about uh, yeah. more with a, fa- a woman came forward who actually just made up the whole story. Yeah. The Post figured it out and they didn't publish it. I would guess if that happens, I would be the one that it happened to. That would be my guess. That they'll try to say I did it, because wow. they can't stand me anyway. So, but luckily for me, now Kim, you probably don't know this, but I have not worked at the radio station in 13 years. I don't go into the station. You do it from home, right? I do it from mm-hmm. home. Yeah. I don't go anywhere near anyone. I don't go to parties. I don't go to the Christmas parties. <laughs> so let this be testimony. told me. Just kidding. Yeah. Did you well, say Joyce Lamont? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. The other thing the that's past. interesting about all of this is that people are, you know, the Roy Moore thing mm-hmm. allegedly happened when he was 32. Right, so we're going right. way back in time. So yeah. I imagine that every man in America right now, and probably some women, too, you know, what did I do way back in the day? So well, suppose, where does yeah. where does that start? I was interested to see where the Al Franken ethics investigation might have gone. And, of course, now what happens if Roy Moore gets elected? Does he immediately go into an ethics investigation? Yes, I would think so. That's what Mitch McConnell said. If you're one of those people saying, I I believe the accusers, well, then you have to believe all of the accusers. You can't pick and choose based on your party. And the fact that he's denying it, you have to say there is due process that has to happen. Where is the due process? And how do you do that? I don't know. I have I, no idea. This is all very confusing. And you make a really good point because, yes, somebody is going to try to smear somebody this way. But oh, they I, are. There's no what question. What I don't understand in his case is, okay, so this is a great big, huge, you know, problem. Why doesn't he, why is the system so screwed up where he can't just drop out and somebody else 
takes his place. It's too late. Why Roy is Moore? it too late? Yeah, Roy Moore. Why? Because he doesn't want to. But they should. I, I don't understand why. I mean, it's just too big of a problem. I, I think. And if he and if he does get elected, he's going to go into this ethics thing. What's he going to get accomplished? Mm. And that, he might get kicked that's out not anyway. What's gonna happen. That's not what's going to happen. Roy Moore will get elected because Alabama's not going to elect a Democrat. It's not going to happen. He'll get elected, and then they'll blow him out and replace him with a Republican. If they just pulled him now, the new guy would never win. Yeah, pe- people vote them. politicians in based on their personalities, not on yeah, their, uh, not on their, um, what do you call them, policies. I don't think that. that well, sometimes they I don't do, think but... that Roy Moore will ever see the light of day in the Senate. I think he'll get elected, and then I think they'll set to, about to get rid of him and replace him with another Republican. So I you're saying that the they couldn't have a write-in candidate because well, there aren't enough people down there that know how to write. A, well, there is that. This is a screwy system. It's right? a really yeah. weird This is system. a bad system that you can't just get somebody else in there. Okay, now I have to ask you a question, but I can't look at you because I don't know you well enough. Every woman <laughs> I've asked has been groped. Every woman I've asked has at some point, in the, especially oh, public yeah. figures. I have not been groped as a public figure. No? I, I was groped in college. Yeah, there you go. Groped in high yeah. school. I think I've been really lucky in terms of that as far as my career i mean i've had people say stuff any woman in (laughs) tv or radio or whatever has people saying stuff all the time um but i've been lucky in that way college not so much but everybody's been every woman i've talked to has been groped i uh what what people do and it's men and women do it it's it's kind of weird but when they take pictures with guys at least I went through this, or I go through... I don't really do much as far as public appearance is concerned, but um, what they like to do is, as you're taking a picture, they put their arm around you, and just a second before they snap the picture, they grab your crotch. They think that's really fun. You know, well, if you wouldn't I, wear those cod pieces. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> stop with the cod pieces. Trying out for the Jethro Tull impersonator. But it's not sexual. It's just they think it's funny. Oh, my gosh. I guess apparently it's called squirreling out in the exurbs. It is. Is that where this happens? Well, it tends to be exurbian people, I will tell you that. Some cowboy hats and things like that, you know. Wow. Uh, yeah, they think that's funny. And, and, and it's just bizarre, comedians, bizarre behavior. Male and female comedians get groped a lot. Um, I just think some people, it, they think it's funny. They think, oh, this is hilarious. Now, Al Franken charging at women with his tongue wagging is kind of odd, if you ask me. Or reaching under somebody's shirt, allegedly. Did he do that, or did was that Garrison? That was Garrison. Oh, that was Garrison. Uh, that was Garrison. Yeah. No, there was a there was there I was an so. issue of <laughs> oh, I think so. A hand wandering where it should have been. <laughs> I I just think that that these guys have to make sure that the world pays for their shortcomings. They're scared little men, or they're scared. These are, these are not confident men. They they want to put on this front that they're very confident and they're very strong. They're little weasels. They, well, it's I, definitely some sort of mental disorder that I you have so. that you feel like you are privileged enough to just be able to grab whoever you want. Do you think that some of them honestly think that women like that or that Oh, I wouldn't I doubt that. Do. The stupid ones. Or yeah, yeah let's see where this goes, you know. <laughs> let's see where this groping goes. Yeah, yeah, maybe <laughs> she'll let me. Maybe she she'll let me. There you go. Yeah. 
according to the president, I mean, they, it's almost expected, yeah. right? I know. Exactly. I, well, there you How go. How could the you president. resist? You got yeah. the president of the United States, what, 17 women have accused him of groping them? So how can you believe Al Franken's accusers but not believe those accusers? I know. It's not possible. I hate all politicians, so it works out really well. That's our daughter, You're totally clean. Hi, kids. Puppies. She's going right for the candy. (laughs) Alex is coming in. (laughs) Alex has arrived, as usual, 45 minutes late. What are you doing? Christmas sweater. Bella's got a Christmas sweater, Alex. This is our daughter, Alex. Show the camera. Bella, are you a pretty girl? (gasps) Oh, my gosh. Oh, Oh, I have to get a picture. (laughs) Yeah, she's not embarrassed. Christmas sweater. Why don't you just take them all? Okay, I have to get a picture. I can't have espresso, though. (laughs) You can't have what? Espresso. Why not? Get too jacked up. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. You're not supposed to have... Alex is having Every a second baby. Every should have a dog. I know. Here, Alex, there's some of these pretzels are dark chocolate. No cookies Listeners for Bella. Listeners can't see this, but Ooh, there's pretzels. this adorable... Is this a dachshund they can, mix? She's uh, yes. a lot of like different things. She's a troublemaker. I thought she had a little dachshund. And she has a cute oh. little red sweater on She's with a scarf. You can see it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And we'll oh, take a we'll take a picture of her with her cute little Santa. Oh, my God, you're so cute. Bella. She's got a little scarf. She knows her name. Oh, you're so Look at her little gray face. How old is she? Fourteen? Fourteen or fifteen. Around there. She's getting... She's a rescue dog. She looks so alert and healthy. Indeed. She's very healthy. She's doing pretty well. And quite spry. Belle, are you spry? Okay, so now while Alex settles in... that's enough about Al Franken, right? Because we, we go, well, yeah. what's what, you, what else can we say? say? Yeah. Yeah. There's nothing else to say. Or, or any about the rest of them. Well, here's the question. Who replaces them? Who do you think they're going to? Ooh. Um, big conversations I, on that. I, there have been. Keith one Ellison. guy even called for. Keith Ellison's name's been brought up. No! <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh. He's another guy just uh, really Which would friendly. really be funny because the far right wing of the Republican Party, there's several people that probably haven't even realized that that's a possibility. Oh, it's and definitely if, a possibility. He, if he gets in, they'll go, holy crap, we want Al back. Isn't anyway. he that super racist guy? Who? Keith Ellison? Oh, God, no, yes. I don't know what yeah. he called. What? Oh, he, I'm sorry, this is a guy who was quoting Louis Farrakhan on the Senate floor. Yeah, you're right. Or not Senate floor, the, con- the floor of Congress. Yeah, you you can't, can't do that. Yeah, I'm sorry, but... Who else would Dayton appoint if he doesn't appoint... Ellison. Somebody's calling for that woman that just beat Phyllis Kahn. So she's been in politics oh, for about a half an hour. What's her name? Ilhan Omar. Yeah. Yeah. Her, yeah. Ilhan Omar. Uh, or who else? Who, Mike Bryant was suggesting the uh, Tina lieutenant Smith, governor. His, yeah. Well, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Because she's not running for anything, no. so it wouldn't pull anybody out of current office. That's a good idea, actually. Because there's that's all really that calculus idea. going on. If yeah, I take this exactly person right. out of this seat, then what happens to that seat? Just We've never had two females out of it before. Oh, God! Oh, no, God, please, no! no. <laughs> big Keith fan, are you? Big Keith Ellison fan. Well, Keith's another big fan of mine, too. He's, well, apparently he has really well denounced the Nation of Islam, even though he was part of it for 10 years. Oh, now he's denounced it? So, so he does He, he does took have the so office good. on uh, Thomas Jefferson's copy of the Koran. He did, yes. What? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thomas he, Jefferson had a copy of the Koran? Oh, yeah. That's weird. He, he studied, studied I don't think they were as uptight about... <laughs> Well, that was because of the U.S. Right. Navy, wasn't it? There are two dogs in here. How do yeah, I miss this? I don't this? remember. I, I, <laughs> I do remember reading about why he was in, interested in that, but I don't remember what the answer was. He's a very smart guy. Years ago. Yeah, but he was a slave well, owner. Well, Thomas Jefferson. Alex, did you bring all these dogs in here? Oh, mm-hmm. Yep, and there's usually a third, but oh. <laughs> he, he stayed home. With me. That's their dog, though. So, Kim. Yes, sir. 
What are you going to do? So now you've been gone from Channel 11 how long? Uh, officially since October. Well, yeah, since October. So, so a couple of months. Seriously, every time I watch the news now, I'm like, who is? Who are these people? I know. Boy, <laughs> and that's like everybody you get used to them. There's some other ones. Are are, are right. they doing temp services now on the news? Is that what's happening? <laughs> well, like, I have a friend that graduated with me who's a news anchor, and she's had like four jobs since we graduated in 2011. Really? No, so yeah. I also yeah. showing off because she went Hiring four younger. jobs. <laughs> Just to make sure. This know. is what four looks like, everyone. It, everyone, that's what it looks like. Yeah, I don't know. So Tina Smith, that's probably the way to go. Um, I was just thinking just more mulling about that. that over. It just popped up again. Okay, so 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 what at, am I doing? No, here I, I want to ask this first. What are you? Do doing? I have a job? What yet? is going on? For goodness sakes, it? get off the dime, Inslee. Did get you a see job. it coming? <laughs> I did not think they were uh, going to renew my contract next summer. Um, did I think that they were going to um, make a change earlier? No, but uh, you know, it was weird. You've been in the. I guess when you work. In radio or TV, you have to expect that that's always a possibility. Yeah, the, long, so. the longer yeah. you're around, the greater the possibility, I think. Yeah, I think you're absolutely right about that. So I guess not entirely surprised. I it thought it was a very... It, it, sorry. I was just saying, I thought it was a very ballsy move to rip the hell out of me because somebody left my show and then release you, like a week later. I thought, well, so I'm a horrible guy. First of all, I don't hire and fire people. I don't work for KQR. I, I am a contractor with KQRS. I'm not an employee. I'm nobody's boss. I don't hire people. I don't fire people. But for some reason, the TV news wants me to be the bad guy. And I don't know why that is. Because you're the figurehead. Is this just a figurehead deal? So you have to make them look bad? I guess. I guess. Weird. That, I guess there's a thought that, that you control everything there. That's only when I yell really when loud. <laughs> when I yell loud. We'll they be right back. Tom Bernard Show. <laughs> My pillow is the holiday gift that keeps on giving. Long after the bath and body soaps have washed down the drain and the new treadmill has been turned into a clothes rack, your My Pillow gift will be guaranteeing your friends and family a great night's sleep. Buy one My Pillow and get one free online with my code KQRS or call my special offer number at 800-694-2056. Buy one, get one at mypillow.com, keyword KQRS or call 800-694 2056. This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper. And neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? Happy wife, happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. (laughs) 
Just hear those sleigh bells jingling, ring, ting, tingling too. Come on, it's lovely weather really for a sleigh sad, ride together Doug. with you. Doug's a musician. He's a good guitar player. He's been in bands forever. I just saw... Johnny Mathis performing and he can't sing anymore. No, he's got this beautiful voice. I know he's a gorgeous, gorgeous voice, but he's. How I mean, still can sing. Oh, he's got to be. He be mid seventies. What Mathis? Johnny, Johnny Mathis. Johnny. Johnny. I want a computer. I look Curtis so smart. Mathis, the guy who built television. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Johnny Mathis is eighty-two. Oh, okay. well, that'll tell the story. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't know he was that old. You know that he was a great baseball player. Was no. he really? Yeah, he was a phenomenal baseball really? player. He would have played in the major leagues, but he chose to be a singer, and I think he's done rather well. I think he, yeah, worked out well. Yeah, a longer yeah. career, too. All right, yes. since you're going to be selfish with your time and leave us ah. at 1 o'clock. I am. <laughs> um, so what are you going, what are you doing now, what are you going to do, what do you want to do? Oh, well, immediately, I'm leaving here to go to the Banyan community to talk to them about possibly working with them on some communications type stuff. Steve Bannon? Steve Bannon? Oh, <laughs> Banyan community. Oh, <laughs> that would be different. They're in the Phillips wow. neighborhood. They help kids learn. That's wonderful. Thing. That is a good thing. Um, I want to. I want to stay in communications. And yeah, absolutely. I'm learning. Eight million informational interviews. Storytelling is like the buzzword for all these companies. They yeah. want their story yeah. told. Mm-hmm. Um, but the I want to work is with. Most of their stories are terrible. <laughs> or no, they're not told well. No. Uh, but I would like to do that more in the nonprofit sector or organizational sector on the level where it's community minded. So, why don't you do a podcast about that? I could. That would be really interesting to people because people don't hear the message. Because they don't, you know, on on commercial radio, you're not going to hear it. You're not going to see it in the Star Tribune or or Pioneer Press. A little bit, you will. And TV's not going to cover it because all that time is they think too valuable. I've always thought that podcasts are an untapped market for that kind of stuff Absolutely. because you, you wouldn't have to do like 50 million of them. You right. could do a couple and you could embed them in all kinds of social media. And right. I think podcasts are bulletproof too because they are. Uh, my kids listen to podcasts. It's ageless. Actually, mm-hmm. I think it, <laughs> it's actually the uh, older baby boomers are like what's a podcast so they might not be on board just yet but i think everybody has figured out how to download and listen yeah 24 percent of our listeners are are 55 to 64 which surprised me yeah i mean 25 to 60 excuse me are are 55 to 64 those are all my friends Uh. friends? (laughs) but yeah you're right though like 25 (laughs) let me ask you a question about that in television because people have asked me that when i would go to a talk somewhere and I do not understand why television will not let go of that 18 to 49 demo. Doesn't it seem weird? It's way, way... Alex, do you have a lot of money to spend right now? <clears throat> She's Oodles. not the right person to ask. Yeah, don't ask her. I, what do you mean? <laughs> well, I mean, people have college loans and things like that. It's not... I, I guess... Yeah, yeah, I luckily, don't know. As a baby. we don't have any college loans. Pretend you're Good normal. Good for you. People, <laughs> but she has a I baby. I know younger people are accumulating stuff. But to answer stuff, that question, yes, I do not have a lot you, of money. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> there you go. But you will be accumulating yeah. stuff. That's just why advertisers like that. However, that being said, the real money is in the older groups. Yeah, early 20s, yeah. no one. I mean, well, with people the economy, our age, no. they're, we're, they're getting better, but people who are like 22, they don't have any oh, money. Oh, I'm by far one of the people 
that out of my friends that's the best with their money. Yeah, that's well, so the, the best one has with to their buy money. the drinks when you're out. That's another thing is there are a lot of bad bad spending habits. Yeah, among... well, and a lot of people just buy a bunch of stuff and don't really think about it yep. and I think I think the younger people are almost better with their money because they don't have any. Well, I guess if you, you well, know, can't I, buy I, they say, I took a seminar about working with millennials Yeah, and they said that um, one of the things that is a characteristic of a millennial is the fact that they would rather have fewer things, a smaller apartment with no maintenance and all that kind of stuff, and have the lifestyle of being able to go out and yeah. eat and go to concerts and spend their money on those kinds of things. That's not what our uh, economy is based on. We're based on those buying people stuff. buying houses and filling it up with stuff. Right. So if they're not doing that, you're right. It's not... No, those Andy aren't the people even, who you want to advertise to. Andy doesn't even own a television. He's 31 years old, and our son does not even own a television. Nope. Right. So why, yeah, why, why try to collect that demographic into who's watching when they're it's not ridiculous. going to television watch. ownership is definitely uh, <laughs> correlated with age. I got a uh, an order by the way from Louisville, Kentucky. So Louisville, Kentucky. Joe says, put her on your network and get her some sponsors. Oh. <laughs> Okay, Joe. There you go. Oh, very demanding. I guess, I guess I have a job in front of me now. My grandmother I think was it's born great. in Covington. Great-grandmother. In Covington? Covington, Kentucky. Yeah, right by the airport. You know it. Oh, I know where Covington is. Absolutely. He knows where How do you know is. that? I know it. What? How do you know that? Because I'm mentally ill. He gets around. Well, I know that, but how do you know where Covington is? I know stuff I should know. It's so strange. It's like Excavado. I knew that Excavado was Doug Sprinthal. Well, it's like I was lost driving to Chicago with a friend. My Google Maps took me to a really weird place, and I called my dad, and he's like, oh, I know right where you are. But he used to work in Chicago. That I get. No, I was not in Chicago. The little town right next to the airport in Lexington, Kentucky? I was on my way to Chicago. It's the Cincinnati airport. Okay. I wasn't in Chicago. I was on my way to Chicago, okay. lost in some weird town. And he's like, yeah. Sorry. That's her my, here. my father is like that, too, with oh my that God. weird yeah. memory of roads. I Take mean, a left by the Perkins. He's like, oh, yeah, in Ely, isn't that uh, you know, County Road mm -hmm. 4? Yeah, she gets older. Does your like, long-term memory get better? You? Because I can't remember <laughs> what I was doing yesterday. <laughs> No, I could have used you because on my way to Florida for spring break with my buddies one year, we got off in the wrong place and we ended up in East St. Louis. Oh, you don't want to yeah. end up in yeah. St. Louis. Was it when fun? I was working for, no. No, no, no. <laughs> when I was working for Capitol Records back in, I worked for Capitol Records in 77-82 and WESL is in East St. Louis and the vice president of the company said, he calls me, he goes, where are you? I said, I'm in St. Louis, I'm at KSLQ in St. Louis. So what are you going to do this afternoon? I said, well, i got to go to Weasel. He goes, what? I said, I have to go to WESL. He goes, you're not going over there. I said, why not? He goes, I told you you're not going over there. Our employees don't go over there. Well. Not really welcome, apparently. Isn't that where Chuck Berry's from? East St. Louis? Yes. Jerk that he is. Or was. Do you like anybody today? No. Okay. Ever? You I mean, do I like him ever? No, I, I, I like a lot of people. He likes Johnny Mathis. That's right. I like Johnny yeah. Mathis. I do like Johnny he Mathis. He made the cut. It's absolutely true. And the kid who sang the hippopotamus. The hippopotamus girl, yeah. yeah. I love all Christmas music. That's absolutely true. So the hippopotamus, you, by the way, uh, is no longer with us. She oh, died. Oh, did she? No, the hippopotamus. Oh. oh. <laughs> there, it was a real hippopotamus. What? It was? Uh, from in some, like, what? Cincinnati Zoo, I think. Covington Zoo. Uh... <laughs> 
Let's see here. What? What do you mean there was a real hippopotamus? Matilda the hippopotamus. Don't they live a long time? Uh, 40 to 50. They're very mean, I know that. Yeah. Hippopotami are mean as hell. So you don't like those either. (laughs) Oh, God. Honey, great. (laughs) Oklahoma City Zoo. And she was singing about how she actually wanted a hippopotamus. Yep, that and then they bought her one. Alex, oh. don't encourage him. They'll just play it again. That was her payment <laughs> for doing mm-hmm. the song. I guess. And it was worth $27,000, so oh, that's a pretty good payment. I can't imagine that would be cheap. No. Okay, so and then uh, she lived 45 years. <laughs> what did she do shipping with the alone. hippopotamus? Gave it to the zoo. Yeah, shipping would be a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, so you, you want to do you want to do some, some, well, not really social work, but... Uh, you want to work with I would with like to be paid, though? yes. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah, I'd like to be paid. I'd like an it. income stream. It's good. The Phillips neighborhood is interesting. Um, Sabathony, all those places yeah. are still... Banyan uh, is an interesting thing. So it's a couple, this was like 20-some-odd years ago, uh, moved to the neighborhood, and uh, he was a college professor, she was a teacher, and started inviting kids over to play with her kids, and... Uh, started tutoring them because they needed tutoring services and it just kind of grew and grew and they got the house next to them and it was kind of a club-like thing now they have a six million dollar building that's paid for and they have real teachers who kids come after school and they go to beautifully equipped classrooms and these teachers help them with their homework work with their teachers in their own schools yeah the families can come and hang out do laundry, whatever, relax. That is a great building. I, I, with, I don't know if you know Bob Enfield or not. I don't. Bob Enfield uh, started Tommy Bahama. Oh. And he and his wife do a lot of work, and we went down there and, mm-hmm. and did some work with them. Uh, what charity was it that he was working it's, on? It's, wasn't it for AIDS? Well, it was at first, but this was a different one. But, the, yeah, we went in that building. It's a very impressive building. I can't I think mean, really of it. Is. I should know this. We've I been know. there. Well, the, I, talk about that long-term memory. I did the charity with them forever, but I can't remember what the name of the charity is. But yeah, they 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 do a nice job there. I think uh, I think Minneapolis St. Paul in general does about the best job for for those kinds of situations. Any metropolitan area in the United States, I think we should be very proud of that. Minneapolis St. Paul really really good about that kind of thing. Don't you think? Um. Yeah, I think for the most part, I think there's a lot that I don't know. You know, the more I talk to people, it's like, oh, that's going on and that's yeah. going on. You know, there's a lot of work that people don't know about, but there's a lot of need, too. Well, there's a lot. There's no question there's a lot of need. As a matter of fact, I talked a little bit in a little bit harsher tone about that this morning. Uh, I was talking about, because some, somebody else was promising North Minneapolis. I swear I grew up in North Minneapolis. And, they, and I said, since I was a little boy on Plymouth Avenue, uh, whether it was Don Frazier or Anthony Boza or Hubert Humphrey, they were all going to do so much for us, and they, we were all going to rise up, and everything's going to be wonderful, and nothing has changed since I was a little boy. Mm-hmm. Nothing. So politicians like to talk, and they do very little. Matter of fact, they've done nothing, to tell you the truth. They, they, they build buildings and then name them after themselves. <laughs> That's what they do a lot of that stuff. So for people like you to come in there and help, I think it's going to be very, very important because you're actually sincere about it. Otherwise, you wouldn't do it. There's nothing in it for you other than the fact that you want to do it, right? I think, yeah. I, yes, I think that that's how everybody operates. When you look at North Minneapolis, and I've been here 24 years, mm-hmm. more than that, you're right, not enough has changed. No. Um, 
but I'm seeing, you know, I'm seeing more businesses there. I, it, it's it's the mm-hmm. business side of it. When the business side of it comes up, then everything else starts to come up. Is oh, it yeah. the Capri Theater up there? The Capri Theater they're used to be the paradise. To, yeah, they're starting to, to draw in more things, and that's helpful. Yep. I just think that if, that, that if people were very and, – and there are people who live in that neighborhood that are scumbags too. I'm sorry, but they don't. people don't like to hear that. But it's true. There are people that take advantage of – the politicians take advantage of it just trying to get people to vote for them so they can stay in office. But there are also dirtbags in the neighborhood that suck up all the money, and it drives me crazy. Uh, but people don't want to think of that. Oh, you can't say that somebody lives in North Minneapolis is a dirtbag. Well, yeah, I can. I can very easily say that because I grew up with them. You saw it. Dora called. By the way, Alex, remember Dora from Stillwater Prison? Of course I remember yes. Dora. Dora called into the show this morning. guard. Dora's a guard oh at God. Stillwater Prison. And I went to school with a lot of guys that ended up in prison. <laughs> so, and then without mentioning any names, a couple of years ago, Alex and Catherine and I would go up and visit every Saturday, visit a, a friend of ours that was in Stillwater Prison. And Dora is about 5'5 five, five and weighs about 120 pounds. And she five, runs the place. Five. That's what she claims. No, I'm five, five. Heels. I know, I know. I don't think Dora's actually 5'5". Five, five. There's no she way. She wears lifts. She, yeah. Honest to God, yeah. we'd be talking to her. I just love her. I told her I told her this morning, I just love her. She she called in to tell me that a 1.75 uh, liter bottle is called a home record. <laughs> somebody's, somebody's buying a 1.75 bottle of whiskey for somebody for Christmas or whatever. She's called and said, by the way, Tom, those are called a home records. <laughs> that was very funny. But. And she's a guard, you said? Yeah, mm-hmm. she's a head guard, I think. Yeah. She At the minimum security prison. So she can part. handle the folks She goes there. back and forth, actually. Oh, she does? Yeah. Oh. Well, that was her whole deal, is in prison, if you hang your left pocket out, that means you're in one gang, your right pocket's another gang, and both pockets is the third gang. So complicated. Yeah, it's very complicated. <laughs> and she would see that and you go, you! Get those pockets tucked back in, or I'm sending you over the wall. To, yeah. She threatened to send people from level one to level four. It was fantastic. But yeah, Dora's, she's people like her. Very tough woman, but she's serving the community by making people be. She does. She makes those guys behave. And the reason she called in today is because the prisoners were listening and said, hey, Tom's talking about you. So she called in. It's that weird. is an underappreciated job. She does not oh, get proper credit. She is phenomenal. No. I'm glad you're talking about her. I'm sure she's, she's a got great, great woman. Stories. She's very funny, but just tough as nails and puts up with zero from people. So what I would like to do, since you're bailing on us because you're mean, um, you have to stay in touch and you have to come in and tell us what, what you're doing and what uh, our listeners can do to help that'd be great i appreciate that yeah i also appreciate the time you know i feel like i'm disappointing people right and left i get don't make any quick decisions and i also get so what are you doing now yeah yeah well there is that well you're very good at your job and i you know it was only what 20 years that i would watch you in the morning while i was doing my show so you're just casual every now and then oh yeah every day (laughs) thank you it was every day it was fantastic so I wanted to thank you for that. You did a great job. Uh, you're terrific at television. Are you, do, you, do you want to get back into television ever? I won't say ever, but right now, uh, no, it's not not something I would be excited about. We'll stay in touch. It was great of you to come in. Thank you. You're a lot of fun. Thank you all. They are fun. They're Thanks a fun for bringing family. the dogs. <laughs> Thanks That's for what coming I do. in. We'll be back. Tom Bernard Show.